Well, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of the Chris Carpenter Show. And we we've got a lot to we have got a lot to cover. There really wasn't a lot to cover till about two hours ago. And yeah, we've got some bombs that have now gone off. And I'm going to give you my take on on everything. Um, I will I will say this: there are parts of my opinion that probably a lot of people disagree with, and and that's okay. Um, you can. I still want you to listen to my podcast. You can argue with me on Twitter and, and whatever and whatever you want. But, um, you know, I, I, I think, I think this, I think today's events is a really good lesson in not being reactionary, um, to news and kind of not jumping on the emotions uh, uh, for a news story. So anyway, we're going to get into that. We're going we're gonna to talk, uh, talk tech baseball. That's going to be a really good bright spot <laughs> for the last 24 hours. And then we're going to make fun of the Pac-12 some more because they are stick a fork in them. They're dunskies. <laughs> so let's jump right into it. Um, obviously, <laughs> let's address, I mean, it's the ginormous elephant that just came rumbling into the room two hours ago. Um, tech basketball. So let's address the past week of tech basketball. Um, they lost Tuesday against Kansas. Close game. Thought they played really well. Uh, Oklahoma State, kind of the same deal. Close game. Played really well. Uh, you know, obviously, we're, we're going to talk pre two hours ago. NCAA tournament off the table. NIT, you know, and I was on the table. And, um, I, you know, I made my feelings known about the NIT last week. Well, all that two hours ago goes out the window. Um, we have the announcement that Mark Adams has been suspended indefinitely um, for uh, apparently some comments that were deemed racially uh, inappropriate uh, towards a player. Uh, a couple things I want to say is I, I would encourage everybody to actually read the article Um and, and I, I would encourage everybody to read anytime you see a news story about someone getting in trouble for a, a quote unquote racially insensitive or racial slurs or, you know, gay slurs, whatever, actually read what was said. Because, you know, the image that you might be having about what was said versus what was really said could be two completely different things, um, you know. My tendency, if I read something and it says racially insensitive or racial slur, I immediately go to, oh, somebody said the N-word. And, you know, there's been a lot of times where I'll open up an article and that's not what was said at all. And it's a little bit more murky. Now, uh, basically what what Adam said was, you know, he quoted a scripture talking about uh, apparently it was with a player – and basically said, you know, masters are slaves, servants, you know, respect your master. Um, and when I saw that that was said, I thought, yeah, 2023 America, probably not, not probably, it's not the, it's not a good thing to you probably need to say uh, to anybody. Now, having said that, do I think Mark Adams is racist? Absolutely not. Um, this is a man that has coached um, basketball, college basketball, junior college basketball um, for quite a long time. And, you know, 
I don't I don't view I, I will never view Mark Adams as racist. I just don't think that that's the case. Now, did he say something really dumb? Yeah, he did. Um, did he mean to say it in the way he in the way it's being interpreted? No, I don't believe so. Um, you know, the the problems start to come in. You know, now he's defending it, and and when I, I don't want to say he's defending. It. He's he's trying to explain it like this is what he meant and. Um, which I understand. Um, I, I think it, in, if if uh, if I put myself in the shoes of Mark Adams right now, you know he's he's being accused of being a racist, and and nowadays in twenty twenty three America, that's I mean you're basically destroying someone's life when you levy that sort of accusation at them, and so I understand that he's wanting to go on the defensive. Um, you know, there's been a lot of chatter, and I've I've really tried to steer away from addressing a lot of the chatter um, on this podcast about things that are going on in the locker room with Mark Adams and things. I am going to address one on one other thing. Uh, that dope Jeff Goodman he retweeted this, um, which number one that that obviously should be a little bit of a red flag to some tech fans but the sad thing is we've got tech fans that are out with the pitchforks and and flames and and that and to me that's sad too um and i'm going to say more about that in a minute but uh there was apparently an incident where there was an accusation of mark adams spit on a player and apparently said you know i could spit on whoever i want to um based on everything i've read so far it's it, it. I don't think there's a lot of merit to that accusation, um, you know. So, but I mean, obviously, there's an investigation going on now to everything. Um, I, I'm going to say a couple things about this. I think number one, I, I think it's been very clear in probably since January, if not before, that there has been a segment of Texas Tech fans, potentially Texas Tech donors, that want Mark Adams gone. Um, for whatever reason. And, you know, if you want to read the rumors, Twitter's really good at propagating in rumors. And I'm still not going to address them. I'm still not going to, you know, give my thoughts on them. But I think, I think that segment of the, of donors fan base, they're going to get what they want. He's, he's going, he's not going to be the coach next year. He's going to get fired. I think the big question now is, is, the incidents today plus anything else that's investigated, is that going to um, allow Tech to fire Mark Adams for cause? And what that means is if they fire him for cause, then they do not have to pay the remainder of his contract, which is $7 million. The Right now, here's my thoughts. The, 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 loan, the incident that he's suspended for right now um, I do not believe that that is an a fireable offense where you can fire him for cause. Now, can you fire him? Yeah, absolutely. But I, I personally do not believe that's a for cause fire thing. Um, I would be honestly very disappointed if that's the only thing that comes out and they fire him for cause. There's an element to me of shades of what happened to leech with that um and let me be very clear texas tech can fire mark adams i mean the results weren't good this year 
I, I've been on record arguing about why I, I don't think they should, but Texas Texan Athletic Department, Kirby Hocutt's got the power to hire and fire people, and he can make the decision to fire Mark Adams. That's well within his right. If that happens, number one, I'm going to wish Mark Adams well, unlike a lot of Tech fans apparently that are ready to, you know, with the shuffle and pitchforks and everything. Uh, but number two, I, I hope then Kirby Hocutt makes a really good hire and brings in um, a great coach because I think Texas Tech is a great is a great job. And, and as we've seen, Texas Tech can be a very great basketball program. Um, so beyond that, I, I hope I genuinely, I genuinely hope that as an athletic department, we are not trying to find things to get out of paying, um, someone, the contract that they signed. Um, I feel like they did that with Mike Leach and I think karma came and bit Texas tech on the butt for the over the decade of, of horrible football that we experienced. Um, and I could, I hope that doesn't happen, but that could happen again with basketball. Um, you know, I, I genuinely, I feel, I feel for the, here's who I feel for right now. I feel for the players. Um, you know, these players, there, there's been a lot of people on Twitter, social media, bashing them all year long, which not right. Um, these were players that they never quit all year long. Um, you know, you go back and watch and you go back and look at the conference games this year that tech was in. Um, there was one game where they got blown out and that was the Iowa state game in, in Ames, which you know what? <laughs> there's, there's a lot of people that <laughs> there's a lot of people that uh, a lot of tech teams have gone up to Ames, Iowa and laid a big fat giant egg. It happens. Um, that's a hard place to win. But I, you, you go and look at the rest of this team's performance. Um, they played their hearts out. And, you know, players like Davion Harmon, you could tell it was it was it was grating on them and hurting on them that they weren't getting the wins, but they kept grinding it out. You know, you had players like uh, Fardaz Amak that could have shut it down with a, with a foot injury. Um, Pop Isaacs that could have shut it down with the, with the concussion issues that he had. And yet they came back and they kept fighting and they kept playing. And I feel for them right now because there's a lot of uncertainty right now within the basketball program. And that sucks for them. And I feel for them. And whatever, you know, if, if there's a coaching change and you have a change in. And coaching staff, I, I totally understand if they choose to go somewhere else. I hope they don't. I hope a lot of them choose to stay because, you know, I love watching them play. But I understand if, if they make that decision. I'm, I think we're going to be having more talks about this on the podcast because it's a fluid situation and everything. Um, I also feel for Mark Adams. And I know a lot of people on the Twitter sphere aren't. They're burying him. They're, you know, they're, they're gladly dancing on his grave, grave, even supposed friends like Ryan Hyatt. And I, I really didn't want to call his name out again, but yeah, I diarrhea at the mouth sometimes. 
Um, even supposed friends, and that that troubles me. He made a he made a pretty bad boneheaded remark that pro- that was not a good thing to say. But this is not someone that is racist in any stre- in my mind in any stretch of, of 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 the imagination. And so I feel for him. I feel for him that. You know, this was someone you remember his opening press conference when everybody supported him. And that, that's a really good lesson to learn in life that you may have the support of everybody at one point, but those same people, there are some those same people that support you and are pushing you and oh, you're awesome, they very easily can get themselves turned and they'll be the ones coming at you with the pitchforks. And I think that's a really good, that's a, that's a lesson. I think all of us need to learn in life, um, is, is know who your real friends are and know who your real supporters are and don't get caught up in people that are just surface level fans of yours. But, you know, lest we forget, you know, when Mark Adams was hired, he said this was his dream job. And, now it's probably going to be taken away from him. And I think his coaching career effectively is over. And I'm sad for that. You know, this, this is a, this is a guy that, I mean, he had a positive impact on Texas tech basketball. Now it's going to be interesting to see if we, if we try to do the leech thing and we start to try to erase every positive thing Mark Adams did, you know, which we, we had been doing, we basically did that until Leach passed away. And then now we can talk highly of Leach again, you know, all these radio bozos, um, that, that are always on the air. Um, so it'll be interesting that that happens. I'm grateful that Mark Adams was here when he was, um, he did some great things here as an assistant coach. He did some great things here, you know, as a head coach and it's, it's just unfortunately fallen apart and, I think realistically, it's probably it's it's over uh, for him here. Um, you know, that's who I feel for. I feel for those th- those two groups of people. And you know, beyond that, I hope that there is a fair investigation. I hope it doesn't turn into let's find a loophole not to pay Mark Adams. Um, I would lose a lot of respect for Kirby Hocut if that's what it turns into. And I know that probably doesn't mean much to him and whatever, but you know, I, I, be, I believe in being fair and going through a fair process in in situations like that. And I, I hope that I hope that is what happens. And um, you know, I wish I wish Mark Adams the best. I really do. I know some fans don't, but I wish him the best. And you know, I'm still a Texas Tech basketball fan for life, and I'm still going to tune in on Wednesday night and watch them play West Virginia, and I hope they beat the pants off Huggy Bear because I like beating on Huggy Bear. Huggy Bear is a big old pancake sometimes, so that's that's what I hope happens. Um, I, I am going to talk a little bit about what could be potential quote-unquote replacements. Uh, First of all, 100% non-starter with me, and I think think with Kirby Hocutt too, is Chris Beard. Um, 
Chris Beard stabbed Texas Tech at the back. Let's just be let's be let's start with that part of it. Um, and, and it's not just because he, he went and took another job. He tried to torpedo the program as he was leaving. You know, tried to take things to get on the plane with him. Tried to take everybody to get on the plane. Um, and that was with that was with Kirby Hocutt wanting to give Chris Beard a lifetime contract here. Um, I don't. I do not see if if you just went with all that. There's no way Chris Beard comes back. But all of the stuff that took place this last December in Austin, to me, that's a complete disqualifier for wanting the program that I like, Texas Tech, associated with Chris Beard again. And yes, I know the charges were dropped and all of that. That's that. I get that. Uh, but I mean, there's there is there to me is clear enough evidence that there are moral problems that Chris Beard has. And I have, I have, I see no indication in these past couple months that he has attempted to address them. And I do not want him representing the university that I like. Um, to me, if you bring Chris Beard back, that would be like if football had hired, had hired Art Bryles. It's a non-starter to me. And I, and I don't think I, I, I think it's a non-starter with Kirby anyway. I, I don't think there's any way that it's going to happen. There's some bozo on Twitter that tweeted out, you know, it's, it's a done deal. They're, they're meeting in secret as we speak. No, I, it, to me, it's, that is a 100% complete non-starter. He is not coming back. I don't want him to come back. Period. End of sentence. Now, two other names I want to talk about right now. Um, a lot of, a lot of people on Twitter right now talking about Rodney Terry, who is the current interim coach at UT. Um, he, I would give him credit. He has done a really good job of keeping things going at Texas with all of the beard mess that went on. Um, and, and, and that's a remarkable job because, because that could, that whole situation could have caused their season to fall apart and it didn't, um, having said that there's a big difference with giving the guy a keys, the keys to a Mercedes and saying, okay, you just got to drive this and not get in any accidents. Then expecting a guy to come in and, and do a re because I think we're going to be facing a rebuild of this program. Um, I hope I hope there's some players that come back next year, but I'm I'm realistic in thinking that may not happen now. Um, Rodney Terry, before he was at Texas as an assistant, he was at UTEP for I think it was like uh, four years, and he was responsible for recruiting, building that program, and. Again, UTEP was not in probably the best of shape when he got there. They were, you know, kind of a little bit below 500 team. Um, he never really improved um, the team there at UTEP. You you had, I mean, you brought in some some solid recruits, but never could get get the pieces and get them to gel. And so to me, that gives me pause about handing him the keys to the Texas Tech program. Um, 
to me, that's I wouldn't I would not hire him. That that would that would not be the guy I would go for. Now, the other guy being mentioned right now is Grant McCaslin, who is the head coach at North Texas. Certainly, uh, McCaslin has done really well at North Texas, has been very successful as a coach at North Texas. Um, you know, if he's someone that they go for, I, I, I think he could, I think he will have all the resources that he needs to be successful at Texas Tech and do a great job here. Um, my only fear slash pause is he's never been a power five head coach. And I think, I think it, it, it's, it, it would still be a bit of a crapshoot how well he would do in this big 12 gauntlet. Um, that is this conference. Now I'm going to throw out a name and I've already been ridiculed for it on Twitter. So it's okay that, you know, you can pancake me on Twitter about it. Um, but if I'm Kirby, I still make the call. I still come up with a heck of an offer and we can, and Texas tech can afford to make a heck of an offer to, and, and outpay this person's current place of employment. And that is, I would make the call to Jerome Tang. Um, I have been extremely impressed this year with what Jerome Tang did at Kansas state. Um, I think he's a great coach. I think he's, I just, I really, he is high on my list of number one. He's, he should be big 12 coach of the year, um, bar none. He should be in the conversation for national coach of the year. We'll see who else uh, makes that list, but I, I would be making a call. I would make a call to him. Um, you know, if, 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 as we think is going to happen, there's going to be a search. I, I think, Back the money truck up, and you can out you can outpay Kansas State, Texas Tech, and and I know that and Texas Tech knows that, but I would at least make the phone call, make the offer, and make him tell you no, absolutely one hundred percent, make him tell you no, because if you could somehow pull off getting him to come to Texas Tech, I think you've made a you've gotten a coup, um. So anyway, that's that's kind of where we're at. Obviously, I think there is going to be a continue continual fluid situation with this program, uh, with all this going on. Um, you know, I I don't know how much more I'm going to talk about the Mark Adams part of the situation. I think it's I think it's pretty clear um, my thoughts on it and clear what what I think is going to happen. Um, it's just it's a sad day, uh, you know, if you're. If you're a tech basketball fan, it really is, and um, I, I just and I have engaged in it too. I grow weary of the the Twitter jury. I just don't think it's I don't think that's really fair to anybody. So um, you know, I'll give you an early Chris Carpenter tip of the week: tune out the Twitter noise um, that sometimes banties about. So um, as far as this season. I'm still going to be watching Wednesday against when they hopefully pancake Huggy Bear. Um, and I hope I hope we at least get a couple games with this team. I don't I think probably NIT is off the table now with a coaching search having to take place because I think you're going to want to make sure and get a coach in here. 
And then you you know you have a you got to re you're gonna have to re-recruit this entire uh, team now. And I've been on record saying I want all these guys coming back. Um, I think there was a lot of potential to this team, but there was a lot of what ifs. Well, I I got to tell you this this stats and and this is this blow, blew me away. Um, and credit Ryan Mainville for this stat um, about Fardaz Amac. Let me look it up real quick because this was insane. Uh, so Fardaz, Fardaz Amac, this season had more rebounds this conference season than Marcus Santos Silva last year, TJ Holyfield, Bryson Williams, and Dejan Kravik in, in 2013-14. And yet he only did that in 10 Big 12 games. You got to find a way to bring him back. That dude was, he, he was only play he only played 10 big 12 games and he was a beast. There's talent on this team and whatever, whoever leads this program, I hope realizes that and works to bring some of these guys back because there is talent on this team for sure. Uh, so but we'll we'll continue to kind of monitor things and you know if you want to if you want to ridicule me for my opinion you can we we have the first amendment and I am a respecter of the first amendment I'm not going to say what Clay Travis said that one time on CNN cuz I'm just not that's not my style but <laughs> you can look up what he said but I agree with him um you know um but you can pancake me on Twitter if you want and uh We'll just we'll just move on down the line. So, all right, we're gonna move on to some happier stuff, and we're gonna talk tech baseball. So, tech baseball. Um, since I last recorded, they they finished sweeping of uh, Western Illinois for a uh, four game series. They played Air Force in the midweek and won both games. Probably the big story out of the the that midweek series was Bo Blessy. Bo Blessy. Seemingly looks like he injured himself, which bad news because he was so impressive in opening weekend against Gonzaga. You know that that would be a huge loss. So I, we'll see. We'll see what happens with uh, Bo Blessy, but we're just kind of in a holding pattern with that situation. And then uh, Texas Tech has been playing this weekend at Minute Maid Field um, in the Shriners Classic in Houston. They lost on Friday to Rice. Um, just could not get the bats going um, that game. And, you know, credit Rice. Rice was able to get the win. Yesterday, Tech came back and and the bats the bats were going, but the small ball, they they flawlessly yesterday executed small ball. I mean, they had I don't know how many squeeze squeezes they had um yesterday that were successful. It was just, it was amazing to watch. And whoever coaches bunting at Texas Tech, if you're a baseball coach, you need to watch video of the bunting that Texas Tech baseball did yesterday because it was really fun to watch and it was good bunting. So they were able to come away with the win yesterday. Yeah, they made it interesting near the end. Um, I think I think Texas Tech is still kind of finding its way as far as pitching and not not as far as the starting pitching. Starting pitching I think has been pretty strong. Uh, you know, Molina has been very impressive. Um, you know, Gurton has had some pretty good outings himself. Um, I, I hope we can get Bo Blessy back. That would be, oh, excuse me. That would be uh, just a huge loss because, I mean, he was so impressive. Um, 
in that opening weekend uh, victory over Gonzaga. He was, I mean, he was pitching nails. Um, he was he was throwing all sorts of pancakes, um, you know, in that in that game. So um, I think where they're trying to figure out the way, and th- and this is really true. I've always noticed this with not only tech baseball but college baseball in general. They're they're figuring out their way as far as your middle relief. Who is your closer going to be? Another guy I want to mention, Trendon Parrish. He is he is uh, pitched pretty well. Um, so I, I think that that's what part of the the ending of the game at Michigan yesterday that they're just they're still trying to find their way uh with oh excuse me with um who is going to be your middle relief staff and that's understandable that happens um so anyway we got a big game tonight. Oh, and by the way, I, I tweeted this out, but I was kind of worried about not getting to see these games because it's on like AT&T South or something. And it was one of those like pay $30 to watch. But if you – okay, if you are a Roku user, and I've also heard – this is true of YouTube, but I, I watched it on Roku. If you're a Roku user, download the MLB channel on your Roku – and then you can click Astros as your favorite team or follow the Astros. And once you do that, you can access the live stream of the Shriners Classic. Now, I've also heard it's being live streamed. If you have YouTube, uh, if you, have YouTube um, you can do that as well. So anyway, but that's kind of what's, what's going on right now in um, baseball. I'm going to focus – I'm probably going to shift my focus the rest of the day to baseball. Um, let the Twitter chatter, Twitter chatter all they want. Um, you know, it is what it is. But tonight we got a big game ahead, 7 p.m. Well, it'll probably be a little bit after 7 p.m. But um, the Aggies, unless they try to duck us, which – there's still time to duck. We'll see what happens. <laughs> and it'll be fun to play them. And let's beat the pants off them. And have them crying back home to College Station where they can worship their dog. <laughs> so anyway, should be fun, should be a fun one. So um let's finish up with some Pac-12 talk. And <laughs> there's not much new. Uh, breaking news, the Pac-12 is a sinking ship. It's a Titanic. And there's an iceberg straight ahead. Who's going to get off first? I think it's going to be Arizona. But, yeah, it's it's a mess. If you're a Pac-12 fan, it's a mess. But it's a mess of your own doing. You had multiple opportunities over the past decade where you could have brought in Oklahoma, Texas, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, different combinations of these teams. I think even at one point Texas A&M, you know, pre-SEC, you could have gotten them, maybe. Um, and you didn't. So um, the Big 12 is in really good position, I think, to to get some teams. 
I think certainly Arizona, Arizona State, probably the two big ones uh, that you you want to get. And then I talked about last week, you know, the other two that you might see Colorado and Utah, but I don't think you necessarily need to take them. Um, you could you could take the two Arizona schools, go to a holding pattern, wait for the ACC shoes to drop, and take some of the ACC uh, desirable teams you want, and you're in a good position. Um, you know, for a truck stop conference, according to some uh, Utah fans, which enjoy the whack Utah. That's where I want you to go is the whack. So, because y'all Utah people, Utah fans, you are for like a program that a decade ago was playing like in the Mountain West, Wyoming for Mountain West championships. Y'all are really full of yourselves. So you ain't Alabama. You ain't Georgia. You ain't Ohio State. You ain't Michigan, Utah, just because you've gone to a couple Rose Bowls. So, um, yeah, it's 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 a sinking ship, the Pac-12. And it'll it's going to be fun to watch and see how all these shoes drop as far as who goes where. Because, you know, could the Big Ten still come in and gobble up Oregon, Washington? I, yeah, possibility. The, you know, they're they're kind of in a holding pattern until they have a commissioner. So, anyway. Um, so that's what's been going on this week. Um, I hope everybody has a great week. I'm going to take a break, and then we will be back for the Chris Carpenter Tip of the Week. And welcome back to this week's edition of the Chris Carpenter Show. It is now time for the Chris Carpenter Tip of the Week. And my Tip of the Week deals with spring break. It's almost here. That was really off-key. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Spring break is here, and... Yeah, I hope everybody has a great spring break. Take some time to refresh. If you're a teacher and you've got one more week till spring break, um, have some patience. I'm preaching to the choir, by the way, on that. Me, I'm the choir. And, you know, it'll be good. And pancake that spring break and have some fun. And anyway, here's kind of the plan as far as um, recording. I am going to be out of town for spring part of, part of spring break. So my plan, here's my plan right now, is I'm hoping, I'm hoping to be back Wednesday of next, of the week of spring break. And after that, I'm kind of hoping to do maybe a special like midweek madness on the NCAA tournament. I'll give you my picks and we'll see how well I do. I mean, I did, I did get the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. Just saying. And I got close. I mean, if, if Brock Purdy hadn't gone down uh, injured against the Eagles, I, who knows? 49ers could have won that game. Which, by the way, aside, um, Aaron Rodgers should go to the 49ers. Just saying. And I'm saying that as someone that doesn't like the 49ers, but all they need is a quarterback, and they're going to they're gonna win the Super Bowl, which pains me. But anyway, I, squirrel. But um, so yeah, here's my plan. I'm hoping to record that Wednesday night. Um, get get an NCAA tournament prediction show out, and then probably that next Sunday, I will record uh, my regular episode 
again. Um, if something blows up, I mean, if something blows up as far as Tech hires a uh, new basketball coach, I, I may, I may like do a special recording of of it and kind of go from there. But anyway, I hope everybody has a great week, and I will see you next time for the Chris Carpenter Show.